This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled today to be joined by Julie Taylor. Julie's a, a CEO at Mountain View Hospital in Las Vegas. She previously served as a CEO in Alaska, uh, still within the same system, a magnificent management career. I want to talk to Julie about how the role at CEO is evolving, where she's most focused and excited this year and a lot more. Julie, can you take a moment, tell us about yourself, tell us about Mountain View. Thank you. Sure. Well, it's a pleasure to be here again. I am a nurse turned administrator and have been in healthcare leadership roles for about 35 years. Uh, CEO for 10 of that and COO for about eight. But I would tell you that the years that we're in right now are probably um, the most life-changing that I've ever seen when we think about what we're facing as um, healthcare community and as a society with COVID. Uh, being in Alaska obviously was a great adventure and moving to Nevada, I thought was gonna be um, very different. And in some ways it is different, but in some ways it's very similar. Uh, especially when you look at the size of the state and uh, the remote nature of some of the care that's delivered. So we're really enjoying the warmer climate and Mountain View Hospital is uh, licensed for 425 beds and in a very rapidly growing area of Las Vegas. Today, I am probably holding about 40 patients above that in the ER. So it's a um, very different situation, obviously, but exciting times to be in healthcare and trying to figure out how we're going to handle our new normal. Fantastic. And how is the role of CEO evolving? How did you look at the role? You've been in healthcare for now for 30 plus years, really an amazing career. How is the role of CEO changing, evolving from what it used to be to what it is today? Tell us some of your thoughts there. Well, I, in, in my time in the role, I've really seen that role evolved to um, look at the strategy more comprehensively so that you're taking into consideration the workforce and how you engage the workforce along the way. And as I think back to my years as a bedside nurse and, and working in hospitals and never really feeling that connectedness at the administrative level, I see a more purposeful effort from the top down, not just in our hospital, but in hospitals across the United States where administration is working um, very closely with the workforce to create a, an environment that employees want to be a part of long-term, uh, which also translates into better patient care. So that it feels to me like there's a greater emphasis on the relationship side of, of the organization and that engagement between the providers and the employees to really leverage all of that, uh, to be able to get to the outcomes that we need to see you know, in our current day's environment. You know, Julie, talk about sort of you, you took over this hospital early this year. What's it like starting the role of CEO of a new hospital? What do, what do, how do you start that? What do you do when you take over a new hospital? I know it's easier because it's in the same system, but yet you've got a whole new staff, a whole new team. What's that transition like as you take over as CEO of a, of a hospital? Well, it was a particularly interesting time because it was also at one of the peaks in COVID. So getting to know 2,500 employees is challenging under normal circumstances, much less in a more disaster type orientation uh, structure. But it really it really becomes a matter of, first of all, engaging your leaders and making sure they're supported and that you have the right leaders in the right places and that they're leading their departments like CEOs of their own departments. That That is really your connectedness to the front lines. 
And as you get to know your leaders and knowing your areas, uh, you also layer on, you know, how do you partner with physicians? So there's a big effort. I, I spent the first 30 days probably meeting with four to five physicians a day, just trying to get to know them and, and what's important to them and what the history is with their relationship with Mountain View. So when you put all the pieces together and you can, you know, come up with a shared strategy of what's important and you build that trust with the workforce and the providers, it really gives you an ability to move more swiftly and be able to take things to the next level. But it is not easy without, without, uh, without a doubt. That is a bigger footprint and the, the joy that I get in being able to know people more personally is just a little more stretched when you have a, when you have a larger population base to get to know. Uh, the other I part that was challenging was that getting to know the community when everything shut down, because an another important part of a CEO role is is engaging your community leaders and working, you know, across the, the different areas of the continuum when everything was shut down. So Zoom meetings and remote calls, things like that are certainly a placeholder, but they do not do the same job as it would be in person. I mean, they really don't. I mean, it's really very different when you're doing it by Zoom and trying to build a team, get to know people, build trust, all those things, much, much harder, I take it. Or, or Yes, it is, it is. It just takes a little longer to connect. People like to, you know, feel what somebody's like, uh, you know, just from that connectedness side. And I do think that's just been challenged overall in the last 18 months, much less when you're trying to introduce yourself to an organization. Just uh, magnificent. Um, and, and where are you most focused and excited this year, Julie? I mean, obviously, you're further developing your team there, getting everybody on the same page, and you're already six, seven months in. What else are you focused on this year? I think the most important thing all of us are facing is workforce stabilization. We are seeing a little bit of a spike in COVID um, as of the last week. And that, of course, creates an unrest. And the question of, are we going to have enough staff to be able to get us through if we have another spike? When you look across the United States and the labor shortage that we're all facing, it becomes even more important to be able to retain the staff you have and recruit in as, as an employer that people want to be a part of that team. So that is a major, major focus for us and being able to have that strong base. It's, it's very much like Maslow's hierarchy, right? You've got to be able to lay a good foundation so you can take things forward, and that's challenged right now. I would also say that, you know, you've heard of PTSD. I would say that there is a fair amount of PCSD going through organizations as well. I've had conversations with staff members who were in the front lines during the peak of COVID and holding hands of patients that were dying, that were not able to have a family member close by, and it still brings tears to their eyes of no surprise. And how do you, how do you peel that back to help people, you know, move beyond that and not carry that emotion long-term and help them heal? Because it, it definitely is a life-changing experience having lived through that. So you have to build what you have and nurture what's there and try to help them heal and continue to move forward. And it's, it's a full-time job just doing that. I bet. Julie, anything else you want to share with the audience today? I mean, what a magnificent career in leadership. Exciting now to move from Alaska to Las Vegas. Talk about moving from cold to warm. That must be quite a change. Anything else you'd like to share with the audience today? 
you know, I, I still am stuck on the COVID message and helping people understand the importance of vaccination. What I can tell you that of the patients that we have in the hospital today, I think our total number is 52, only one has actually had a vaccination of the ones that have COVID. Every single, all of our COVID patients in the hospital today have not been vaccinated. And that is really telling when you look at how ill patients are as they need to be hospitalized. So I guess I would use that opportunity for a little PR moment for people to reconsider their position on vaccinations and realize that uh, the data has proven itself even through admissions and seeing who's needing to be hospitalized and are the sickest. So that would be my plea to society. It's to keep on encouraging everybody to get vaccinated. I think a great message. Julie, thank you for joining us. Your enthusiasm is always inspiring and just a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the time.